Hello everyone, I'm Carmen and welcome to the Rise of a Goddess podcast, a place where we explore all things femininity, feminine energy, intuition, and mindset. Each week we will discuss the many ways media, society, and the world around us help shape our minds to ignore our intuition and play small. Together we will discover how these elements become roadblock number one to rising to our full goddess potential. If you're ready to tap into your goddess energy, you've come to the right place. Now let's dive in. Hi everyone, happy Monday. I hope everyone is doing well. Welcome back to those who are returning to the Rise of a Goddess podcast. And if you are new here, I'd like to thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening in, for hitting that play button, and for coming on board and listening to what I have to say about femininity, about feminine energy, about intuition, using that powerful intuition and mindset. Because basically, those are the key components on rising to a goddess level. So I have to start off by saying that last week when I finally hit that publish button, it was as though I had just finished giving birth to a beautiful new baby. I was relieved. I was exhausted. But most of all, I was ecstatic and happy because as I mentioned in my first episode, it was two years in the making. And it was something that I truly was very passionate about doing, but that I was allowing little things like perfectionism, imposter syndrome, fear of what people would say prevent me from launching it. And I finally decided that's it, it's a go. And that voice kept saying, hit publish, hit publish, don't look back. And I did it and I did it. And I am so relieved and so incredibly empowered by doing so. Um, I have to tell you, I could not wait to sit down and record episode number two. And just the creative juices were flowing to the point where I have, no joke, a notebook full of ideas for upcoming episodes. That's how much hitting that publish button did to me. And it's a testament for all of you ladies out there who are holding on to an idea of something that you want to do. Just take that first step. Take that first step, jump. Because once you get past that first step, everything else after that comes easy. Of course, you have to put in work if you want something to succeed. But taking that first step, that's the scariest one. Taking that first jump, that is the scariest part. Once you get over that, you will see that, okay, that first one wasn't too bad. Let me go to the second one. So I'd like to thank you for listening. And I'd like to thank all of my friends and family who listened and who gave me such incredible reports back 
from their views of what they listen to and how I can improve and how they are incredibly proud and excited to see where I go with this. So for all of you, thank you so much. You don't know what it means to me. So another thing that I'd like to add before we get started is that this podcast is being streamed on several platforms. It's on Anchor, of course. This is the platform that I use to put out my podcast. It's on Anchor. It's on Podcast Addict. It's on Spotify. And now we are on Apple Podcasts. So it gives a little array of different places where you can listen in on. Um, Everyone usually has their own special preference. I tend to go back and forth between Apple Podcasts and Spotify, but to each person, it's something different. So I wanted to make sure that I let everyone know where you can find me. And hopefully you can go on, subscribe, and leave a comment and leave a uh, five-star rating, hopefully, so that it can reach other individuals that may be interested in listening in on the topics of femininity, feminine energy, intuition, and mindset. We're here to help each other out, and that's exactly how we help podcasts reach other people by commenting and by subscribing and by giving star reviews. Before we get started today, I wanted to put out a little side note, a disclaimer, if you will, for all of the women listening in that today's topic of conversation will touch on feminine attributes and what it is that encapsulates femininity. And to some women, they may be able to listen in and identify with all of the things that I list. And remember, this is a personal list of mine. And to others, they might sit there and say, what? Like, I don't have not even half of these. That's not what it means. And that's completely fine. I have to say that the way you show up in the world, in your feminine essence, in your feminine energy, looks different to everyone. And a lot of factors come into play when it comes to that. Um, It could be the way you were raised. It could be what you saw as an example, it could be the things that you listen to or what you watch or what you see as, as societal standards. It can also be the line of occupation that you're in. It could be a slew of other things, but it's important for us to understand that we're all learning and no one person has all of the answers. We are all beautifully different. And this podcast is basically here 
to help anyone who is looking for new ideas, looking for ways to kind of up-level themselves, if you will. Not saying, again, not saying that this is the perfect way, but they're looking for new ways. Maybe the way that they were presenting themselves isn't working anymore for them. And that's fine because it's actually perfect because we are all meant to evolve. We are all meant to look at what we're doing, kind of take a concerted effort to see, okay, this isn't working. What can I do to try to become a better version of myself? And that better version of yourself will look different for everyone. So I just wanted to put out the little disclaimer that if you're listening in and you're like, oh my God, what is this? I never had this. It's not meant to say you're doing this wrong. It's just meant to give you an idea of what others do. And maybe it might intrigue you enough to see, well, this doesn't work in my life. Maybe it's because of this. Maybe if I do this a little bit more, it will help me encapsulate more of myself and tap into more of that feminine energy that comes naturally to women. So again, that's my little disclaimer. Sorry that was so long, but um, yeah, I wanted to make sure that I put that out there before we got started. So today's episode is Femininity Defined. Now, I looked up what the New Oxford American Dictionary defines as femininity, and this is what it says. It says qualities or attributes regarded as characteristics of a woman. Doesn't answer much, right? (laughs) It's pretty vague. So I thought this would be a perfect topic to dig into a little deeper. So what are some common misconceptions that society has about being feminine, about femininity? I mean, all of us can safely say that they look at a woman dressed up in a pretty dress with makeup on and she's very shallow and she's very soft and she's a pushover. Not the case. <laughs> That's definitely not the definition of femininity or what having feminine energy or feminine essence encapsulates. When I was in college, this was a topic that intrigued me. Um, I graduated with a bachelor's degree in communications, primarily in interpersonal group communication. And I had to write a thesis. And my thesis was on feminine and masculine ways of communicating the differences, and how it affects how women and men present themselves in the world and how they kind of interact and communicate with each other. So that started me on the whole 
path of there are so many differences between us that come so naturally that of course there this has to be something that's innate something that comes from our inner being um that is shaped once we're born once we're raised by family once we become friends with other individuals we go to school we watch tv all of it shapes us but what is it that is innately when you think of a feminine person or a woman or femininity what are the qualities and essences that are right off the bat feminine qualities so for this episode i came up with seven and it's funny because i did some research and all seven of these were probably ones that were written about across the board by so many people by psychology today by doctors by other podcasters bloggers instagram influencers and it seems to be the seven that people turn to the most so let's dive in and see what the seven attributes are of femininity the first one is empathetic so when you think of this a lot of times society gives this a very negative spin they look at it as oh that person's soft they're not aggressive enough they're not assertive enough but in actuality this means that a person is able to understand another person's perspective and accept that other person's experience and know that that others that other person's experience can be very different than their own this helps us forge very authentic experiences with others if there is one gift you can ever give someone is the ability to listen and understand i have a perfect example it was of a friend of mine that um, I won't disclose her name, but I know she's listening in. And hi, thanks for coming back. But um, she and I were discussing a interaction that she had with her boyfriend. And she said that she had said a lot of like really mean things. She was very aggressive and very argumentative and they were going back and forth and it literally took the whole evening and by the end of it they were both incredibly exhausted by this kind of war of words i allowed her to tell me the whole story and then i asked her um would you like me to give you my thoughts? And she said, sure. And I said, it seems as though both of you were arguing to win. 
when neither one of you were listening to the other person's grievances. The necessity to win became the primary target. And when you look at male and female communication or not just communication style, but essences of feminine and masculine energies, that desire to win, that competitiveness is a very masculine attribute. It's the reason why men go after what they want so aggressively. And I know there'll be some women here that are like, oh no, women can do it too. Yes, you can. And that's because you're able to tap into your masculine energy and that's fine. But it's not a place you wanna stay at all the time because that's not where your power is. So I told her, I said, it seems as though you wanted to win the argument and he wanted to win because he wanted to be heard. So I said, maybe the next time the two of you speak, you can allow him instead of speaking over and going back and forth and no one's words are being listened. Maybe you can allow him his time to speak and ask him when he's done, because usually, you know, someone will go on and on and on about what they feel is wrong and what is wrong with them and what's hurting them. And then they'll go into this lull. I said, when you hear that lull, why don't you ask, are you done? By making that very simple, small statement, you're letting the person know that they have your full attention, number one, you're listening, number two, and that you want to make sure that all of their thoughts and grievances have been stated. So when I told her this, she was like, wow, I never really thought of it that way. And I said, yeah, I mean, it's something that we learn with time, but it's something that when we tap into our empathetic side, because once I told her that she realized, she was like, wow, I wasn't giving him that opportunity to speak. I just wanted to say what I wanted to say. And, you know, I wanted to win the conversation. And I wasn't truly listening to what he was saying because I was worried about what I wanted to say. She said that this truly was mind-blowing to her, but it was a life changer to their arguments or communication style. And he told her later that that made him feel like someone is listening to him. Being empathetic shows other individuals that they matter. And it's something that comes very innately when children are really small, especially little girls. 
you notice how they feel bad right away when someone is hurt or when a little animal is hurt or even I remember clearly going to a movie with my youngest sister and it was the movie Casper and in one part of the movie Casper I guess he goes away forever and my sister's only four years old at this time and she's seeing it she's listening to what's going on the dialogue in the movie and she begins crying like it's not like someone told her that this was sad or it's not like she completely understood what was going on as far as the events but she knew that Casper was hurting and that him being able to say what he wanted to say was truly something that he needed. So yeah, um, being empathetic is number one, probably um, one of the top things that it entails on being in your feminine energy. Which leads me straight into the next attribute that I have as number two, and that's compassionate. A perfect depiction of this can be found all through nature, specifically mammals, and most especially female mammals. I recently saw a video on, I believe it was TikTok, where it showed a new mom. She's sitting in her back porch she had put down a blanket and she had a newborn baby and she laid the newborn baby down for tummy time. Now for all of my moms out there, you can probably all agree. The one thing that babies at a very early stage do not like is tummy time. They don't have very much control of their core muscles and they have a hard time keeping their head up. So they're not in a comfortable position per se. So in this video, the baby is crying. And while she's filming the baby, you could see at the corner of the screen, a doe, a deer, a female deer come running into the yard towards the baby. The mom in the video, in the video quickly scoops her baby up and she's like, no, this is my baby and you see the doe freeze and watch as the mom continues filming and the baby quiets down. It was such a natural instinct, compassion for others who are hurting that it was something that you could see happens throughout nature. And it's not the first time you see it, you see it with, um, other videos of animals like a cat taking care of a puppy or um, a dog or a monkey taking care of or going towards a baby who is crying. It's just a very natural thing that comes to women instinctually and is one of the characteristics of feminine essence. The third attribute that I feel is 
one that we empower a lot in being a woman is being expressive. To be expressive is to effectively convey thoughts and feelings. This is not to be confused with talking. A common misconception that is a gender stereotype is that women speak more than men. It's not true. There's been many studies done on communication that shows that men and women speak for the most part at the same level. They both speak equally. The difference, however, is men speak in action-based terms and not expressive, and women communicate in very expressive manners. They put feelings into what they're talking about. It's probably why women are said to be better communicators. Because women not only state facts, but they also state feeling. Attribute number four of femininity is the capability to flow. Women are very flowing. They go with the flow. When women are given the opportunity or they give themselves the opportunity to lay completely into their feminine essence, this comes very naturally. They typically are very present. They allow present moments and what is going on with them right now to dictate what happens next. It's a primal trait. And it's one that really probably goes hand in hand with the fact that women birth children. It's an instinctual process for a mother to go with the flow, right? So we can attempt to plan every single minute of the day with our child. However, being present and allowing the day to flow naturally allows us to be more at peace. So using being a mother as an example, we can have meals, activities, naps, carefully thought out, but something happens the kid is hungrier than usual. Baby's not tired. The baby's sick. The child is needing more attention. And all that careful planning goes out the window. The opposite, which is masculine energy, is being very analytical and trying to come up with a plan to make the day run smoothly. It's perfectly depicted when someone does plans to go out. So let's say a group of women going out or even say a first date. The people who are able to pivot quickly and go with the flow tend to be the ones that are more chill and comfortable. And the ones that had a play-by-play -play going on they're the ones that are analyzing and worried and brooding about how they can recover the time lost or the loss of control in the situation. 
attribute or trait number five is a strong desire to love and be loved. Now I'd like to state this right here at the beginning by saying that yes, men too want to love and be loved. However, when they approach finding their one, the game is played quite differently. While a man has a strong desire to succeed, in this case, getting the girl of their dreams, they approach it in a very methodical manner. It's very goal-driven. Think back to a first date. The questions men ask are typically geared towards getting to know what exactly it is that you as a woman wants. Now they're not doing this because they're like, oh my God, I want to give her everything she wants. Not exactly on the first date, this comes with time. However, they're trying to find out what it is that you want, the qualities that you are looking for in a man in order for them to get you. Asking what it is that you want to see allows him to develop a strategy. He then assesses and becomes the person that she wants in order to get what he wants. Whereas a woman, the same woman on a first date, she's searching for the sparks, the mannerisms, and the things that help her fall in love with him. This is the reason why when I chat with young women or ladies, I often tell them falling for a guy too quickly is a big mistake, especially when what you're falling for are words and not actions. As a woman, you should give it time because time will let you know if his words match his actions. He can say one thing and do another. And another thing is, if a man doesn't get what they want in the time period that they want it in, they lose interest and they're on to the next one. So it's really important this will be a topic of conversation in a future podcast. It's so important for women to restrain from giving in to what a man wants too quickly. Because we're going in all with emotion and wanting to be loved. And in the beginning, let's say, men are not in that mindset yet and there's like a slew of other things i can tell you about this but that'll be for another podcast number six is creative being creative is at the essence of being a woman i mean it's at its very core we create life but we don't just create life, we also create the atmosphere, the components necessary in order to have a beautiful home, in order to nourish a family. 
we are always in a creative mindset. And that is probably, I would say, one of the top three qualities and essences of femininity. Feminine energy tends to want to create an experience for all five of the senses. And my last one, number seven. I kept number seven for last because this is the pinnacle of femininity. This is literally a woman's superpower. And that is being intuitive. And unfortunately, it's the one gift that society tends to downplay and, and attempt to eliminate entirely. Society as a whole would want everyone to react and follow the masses. Women, when they're tapping into this feminine energy, they tend to respond instinctively, intuitively. To process things intuitively, we are going off what is our feeling at our core. In exercise, our core is our stomach, right? And that is completely correct when it comes to intuition. In spiritual circles, our stomach is known as our second brain. And if you sit back and think, it truly is. Think back on a time when you made a conscious decision using your brain and what you've been instructed to believe and what you've been taught by family, friends, school, society, and it felt wrong. It felt wrong at the pit of your stomach. No matter how hard you tried to dismiss it and think, it's done, that's it, you're feeling sick. That, my friends, is your intuition. As women, we were designed to have a strong sense of intuition. It's how, even back in caveman times, women were able to select the right mate. It's how a woman was able to select the right companions or community for them. And it was the way women protected their young. Because you got to remember, when language is very minimal, what do you have to base decisions on? When you can't fall for words, you have to base it on your intuition. A little example of this is for, especially for a woman who has been with a partner who has been unfaithful. You could probably pinpoint the moment you felt, not that you heard, you saw, you felt that something was wrong. Oftentimes you get that feeling before you have actual proof. So you begin searching and if you're aligned and trust your intuition, you are led directly to the truth. 
However, for those who have been indoctrinated to believe that going based on that gut feeling is quote unquote crazy, you dismiss it and you put it off. And then likely much later, after blaring signs from your intuition, you believe it and you come to the truth. You tend to beat yourself up for not listening to it sooner. But for that, I tell you goddesses to offer yourselves grace because it isn't your fault that you were trained not to listen to that intuition. And intuition is a huge part of tapping into your femininity, tapping into your feminine essence, top tapping into your goddess potential. It's a superpower. And it's something that I will be spending a lot of time on during the podcast, how to develop it, um, how it is something that gives you a power to achieve almost anything that you want in life. It's something that I hope to kind of build on so that it becomes very much a part of your mindset. So that, my friends, are the seven, there's many more, but the seven probably top attributes of femininity. So I hope that all of you enjoyed this and I'd love to hear what all of you have to say based on this did I leave one out that you feel is extra important is there one that you probably need a little more guidance on or that maybe we should talk about a little bit more I'd love to hear from you so if you enjoyed this podcast I hope that you will give it a five-star rating and you will leave a comment That's how we get these podcasts out to more listeners and we get to grow this goddess family. I wish everyone a happy Monday and and an amazing week. And I hope to see you guys next week on Monday for the next episode of the Rise of a Goddess podcast. Bye.